Welcome to Full Circle with Jerry Bryant. It's the classic Jesus music radio show. It's a look back at where it all began. This is Full Circle, looking back at the beginnings of today's contemporary Christian music. Now, Now, here's your host, Jerry Bryant. Hi everybody, this is Jerry Bryant. Welcome to another edition of Full Circle, the classic Jesus music radio show, where I'm taking you back where it all began. Now on this episode, I'm going to be taking a look at what was coming out in Christian music, 1978. Well, that's over 40 years ago. A lot has changed since then, but the message is still the same. Let's get things started with B.J. Thomas, who started out as a 60s pop star. Shortly after his career became dependent on drugs and alcohol, which led to his marriage nearly ending, as well as his life. But in 1975, this turned around. He became a Christian less than a month after his wife Gloria did. Now that's a God story. From his 1978 sophomore Jesus Music album, Happy Man, here's B.J. Thomas from the start. You are my heaven, all is forgiven, I'm in love with you. You put me together. My love's forever, I will live for you I was in pieces, wrinkled with creases until you came Now I live only, simply to worship your name Where 
B.J. Thomas, starting off this episode, From the Start, the kickoff song from his album, Happy Man, written by Chris Christian, who produced his first Jesus music album called Home Where I Belong. B.J. Thomas, just one of the artists who came out with a great album in 1978, and we'll be hearing from a few other singers who crossed over from the secular music scene to share their newfound faith with their music. And we'll also be checking out Jesus Music Pioneers, the second chapter of Acts, Paul Clark, Bethlehem, along with a few other surprises. Up next, Canadian Bruce Coburn, who got his start in the folk music scene in the late 60s and became one of the premier singing songwriters from up north the following decade. In 1974, Bruce converted to Christianity, but never fit into the Christian music industry mold, therefore opting for his albums to be released on a small, independent Canadian label formed by his manager, called True North Records, and being distributed by Columbia Records. Now, Bruce has written more than 300 songs on 33 albums over a career spanning 60 years plus, of which 22 have received a Canadian Gold or Platinum Album certification. He's sold over 1 million albums in Canada alone. Now this one comes from his eighth album entitled Further Adventures Of. Looking back to 1978 with his take on the return of Christ, Bruce Coburn asking the question, Can I go with you? When you ride out of the shining sky to claim the ones who From the heart of the sun and the living water flows down. Can I go with you? Can I go with you?
Bruce Coburn, from the album Further Adventures Of, which was the precursor to his album Dancing in the Dragon's Jaw a year later, that produced that huge hit single, Wondering Where the Lions Are, which reached number 21 in the United States. And it was the first real attention his music received outside of Canada. And Bruce performed his hit live when I attended his concert recently in Nashville, Tennessee. You're listening to Full Circle with Jerry Bryant. And I now have another artist who got his start in the 60s folk music scene, Barry Maguire. Barry had a huge hit with the Eve of Destruction in 1965. But it was seven years later that he would surprise all of his fans with his first Jesus music album entitled Seeds. You see, Barry became a born-again Christian in 1971 after a brief encounter with evangelist Arthur Blessed in October of 1970. In 1978, Barry released an album called Cosmic Cowboy, which was an unusual metaphor for Jesus that he had dreamt up. My featured track was written by his guitarist, Mike Dacey, and his wife, Kathy, both of whom have some Jesus music credits to their name. With a fun little song, here's Barry McGuire and Good News Shoes.
The unmistakable gruff vocal talents of Barry Maguire and Good News Shoes on Full Circle. Besides releasing this album in 1978, Barry also toured England, Scotland, and Wales with the Jimmy Owens musical The Witness, in which he played the part of the Apostle Peter, a part that he also played on the studio recording of the same album, The Witness. And from the good news shoes of Barry Maguire to the Holy Ghost Blues of Bethlehem, a group that came out of the Calvary Chapel Jesus Movement in Costa Mesa, California. Now you've been running since you knew that you sinned And still refuse to let the Savior in You got the load down, guilty, convicted by the Holy Ghost Blue But the Lord's not trying to put you down He only wants to turn your life around And set your feet upon the solid ground Well, you never lose nothing but those blues You can lose those blues Yes, you can If you got the blues You got the blues You got the blues Lord knows When is the Lord down guilty, convicted by the Holy Ghost blue? To have an enormous IQ Or graduate from theological you Just simply get down on your knees And ask Jesus if his word is true He loves you And he wants to save you too Yes he does He wants to save you from the blue Save you from the blue Got a dog don't think lose no you don't Except the Lord down guilty convicted by the Holy Ghost blue Cause Jesus Christ done paid our due Bethlehem on full circle with Holy Ghost Blues a different kind of blues song one that gives hope instead of leaving one's spirit even more depressed than it started out. Inspired by 2 Corinthians 7.10, which says, Godly sorrow brings repentance that leads to salvation and leaves no regret, but worldly sorrow brings death. Before the members of the group had become Christians, they'd all known each other, played together since the early 70s. After going their separate ways, all of them experienced separate but similar conversions to faith. When each discovered what had happened to the others, they were determined to reform as a Jesus music band and share the gospel with others like themselves. Bethlehem's other material drew comparisons to popular groups like Poco and the Eagles, but they still retained their own sound. 
their one and only self-titled 1978 album, was on the Maranatha music label, praised by critics for the laid-back country vibe that evoked humility and tenderness. This is Jerry Bryant. I thought I'd pause the music just for a moment and say thanks to all of our listeners, especially some of you new ones who've just started listening and telling your friends about this classic Jesus Music Radio show. You can catch up on some of our older episodes at my webpage at www.fullcirclejesusmusic.com. That's fullcirclejesusmusic.com. Don't leave out the Jesus. You can also check us out on Facebook at Full Circle Jesus Music. Tell your friends, and of course, like the page, but even better yet, send me your email address. I'd love to send you the Full Circle Jesus Music email blast, giving you advance notice of some of the artists I'll be interviewing and some of the plans for this radio ministry. As a matter of fact, this radio ministry is made possible by you, by your one-time or generous monthly gift to Full Circle. You can find the donate button on my webpage at fullcirclejesusmusic.com. It's right up on the top on the right. It says donate, and all gifts are tax exempt. Thanks so much. Hi, it's Kelly Willard, and you're listening to Full Circle with Jerry Bryant. Classic Jesus music, looking back to where it all began. Next on the turntable is one of the true pioneers of Jesus music, Paul Clark. From the 1972 release of Songs of the Savior, Volume 1, to his 2016 release, Branching Roots, Paul has no intention of dropping his anchor after more than four decades of his minstrel's voyage. Even though he's completed 20 solo recording projects, written over 700 songs, served as a worship leader, a chaplain for PGA tournaments, and has also been a published photographer and author. Paul's Voyage presses on, and you can explore all of Paul's journey on episodes 158 and 170 of Full Circle, in which I had a chance to sit down and speak with him at length regarding his Jesus music beginnings and career. You knew I grew up in the Jesus movement days and pursued Jesus music on my first radio show, Jesus Solid Rock, from 1972 until it was repackaged in today's Full Circle Jesus music, featuring the classics. Now, of course, I'm playing the same tunes. It's just, now they're called classics. (laughs) Well, there was a fair amount of tension back in the day about this new kind of genre. Churches largely rejected Jesus music artists at the time, unable to see the difference between their music and the music of mainstreaming or secular artists of the day, many within the church felt that the message was being lost because of the worldly musical style. Some Jesus music artists responded by quoting 16th century reformer Martin Luther, who said, why should the devil have all the best tunes? In some defense of the melodies of common bar tunes being turned into Christian songs. Now, I was talking one time with Jesus music pioneer Paul Clark. He said in the late 70s, after nearly a decade of the Jesus movement, the momentum was fading. And Paul went on to say that in his travels, he observed many things that concerned him. One of those observations was that the Jesus people were settling 
into domestic lifestyles, marriage, kids, first house, station wagons, insurance, and so on, all played a part of the troops thinning out. What had been an army of evangelists searching for converts to Christ was now being transformed to an army of men and women hunting for paychecks to sustain their families. There's no shame or fault in this cycle of life. He said, I raised four children. I'm well aware of the pressure of balancing ministry and family, but ministry is not limited because one gets a job. People were turning inward. A cancerous infection invaded the body of Christ called compromise. But back in 1978, Paul came out with an album called Change in the Wind. And although the change started back on his previous release of 1976, Hand to the Plow, Paul turned sail from his trademark acoustic guitar sound to a more adult jazz R&B feel. And he would continue on that course with this 1978 release, adding rock elements as well. My feature track from this disc comes from seeing some of his friends who had fallen away from the faith. Hence, this song poses a question to the listener. Are you still with us? And coming up, a song where my recent guest, percussionist Alex McDougall, played a big role on the recording of an album for a really sweet lady. That's coming up.
with a funky rocker from Paul Clark. Are you still with us? From the 1978 album, Change in the Wind, featuring Harlan Rogers on keyboard and Neil Diamond's former band member, Hadley Hawkinsmith on guitar. On Full Circle with Jerry Bryant. Full Circle. Full Circle. And now, for something completely different. On the Maranatha Music Label and having strong ties to Calvary Chapel, the Christian comedy troupe of Isaac Airfree with the last World Series report. Hello, sports fans. Robbie Robenowitz here with the last World Series report. An exciting preview of this season's biggest showdown between the Heavenly Saints and the Demons of Darkness. <laughs> Down here on the field with us today is that zealous shortstop for the Saints, the Apostle Peter. Uh, Pete, uh, you and the Saints seem to be having quite a surge here in the final days of the season. Now, what do you attribute it to? Well, Robbie, you know we like to give a lot of the credit to our team trainer, the Holy Spirit. You know, uh, he, he's given this team the strength and the courage to really come through in the clutch, you know? Uh, the demons, they're highly dependent on all kinds of drugs to keep their guys going. Oh, we feel this is very dangerous and wrong. In fact, uh, that's how they've lost many of their key players here in the final days. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good point, uh, Pete. Uh, but tell us a little bit about some of the individual testimonies. Uh, well, Paul of Tarsus, for example. How's he working out? Oh, just great, Robbie. Just, you know, uh, we got Paul in the trade with the demons for Judas Iscariot, and... Uh, <laughs> We're just real thrilled with the way things worked out. Uh, we'd originally intended Judas to play second base, as you probably know, but mm-hmm. he, he was always wandering around right field, doing his own thing, you know? Uh, never really a team player. Well, as it turned out, he didn't play long for the Demons either. <laughs> but uh, Paul, on the other hand, has had a real turnaround year here with the Saints. Uh, like I was saying, he started out the season with the Demons and was quite a slugger, as many of our players can tell you. Yeah. Uh, but... But since coming to the Saints, he's shown himself not only to be a man who can swing a bat, but uh, somebody who can field even the toughest questions in life and uh, turn them into real victories. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, Pete, uh, how about the coaching staff? Uh, how are they holding up this late in the season? Uh, just great, Robbie. Uh, as you know, the demons rely on fear. Intimidation, really, to motivate their players. Uh, of course, we believe in uh, kind of a positive reinforcement thing. Uh, Coach Isaiah, Coach Daniel, Coach Zachariah... <laughs> Uh, all the coaching staff are uh, prophesying a mighty victory. In mm-hmm. fact, Daniel was saying in the clubhouse yesterday that the victory was already ours. All we had to do was claim it and uh, go out and play the game. Yeah, yeah and uh, Daniel ought to know. I uh, still remember that great game he played some years back against the Lions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Shut him out, as I recall. Yeah, that's quite yeah. Uh, but, Pete, I'd like to ask you about Jesus Christ, um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. undoubtedly the most talented, powerful player in the league. Now, the Demons claim they put him out for the season, but you guys claim he's coming back. What's the scoop? Well, Robbie, uh, Jesus promised he'd come back in the final days, and uh, we're all expecting him any day now. Uh, as you know, uh, we give him all the credit for this team, both as individuals and a group. Uh, he's changed our lives. You know, he, he took us literally from a group of uh, sandlot fishermen and changed us into a bunch of precision miracle workers. Now, obviously, we're anxious about his return. Then he is coming back. Well, Robbie, well, he promised, didn't he? Uh, that's one thing Jesus is famous for. He always keeps his promises. Well, okay, Pete. Uh, let's see, our time's just about up, and I'd like to thank you for being with us today, and we'll have a Spiegel gift certificate for you a little later. Uh-huh. And, uh, well, uh, best of luck to you and your team in the rest of the season. Well, thank you very much, Robbie, but uh, on our team, luck has nothing to do with it. Hey, I got batting practice. Praise the Lord. See you later. Bye. Okay, thanks again, Pete. Now back to you in the booth, Joe.
The last World Series report from Isaac Airfrey. We were the best known and most innovative comedy team in a field that was, well, almost single-handedly pioneered by them. Christian comedy, a unique style of satirical sketch comedy humorously communicating piercing truths about the human condition and introducing some of the most colorful and real characters you may have ever had the pleasure of meeting. Now, that original group, Isaac Airfreight, was comprised of Dan Ruppel, Dave Toole, and Larry Watt. They teamed up in 1976 with the hope of building a successful comedy writing and performing career. And they were able to do just that. But in a way they never expected. They were gaining considerable word-of-mouth attention around Southern California nightclubs. And then in 1977, they each made a commitment to Christ. And so the personal changes that they were experiencing quickly became evident in their direction as a group. Material that had its basis in cynicism and escapism steadily gave away to comedy that inspired their audiences and offered them an opportunity to re-examine the values along with spiritual truths. That bit of fun we just heard from was from their 1978 debut album called Fun in the Sun on the Maranatha Music Label. Full Circle with Jerry Bryant. What's up? I'm Toby Mack, and you're listening to the very best of classic Christian music with my man Jerry Bryant. Welcome back to Full Circle. This is Jerry Bryant. Now my next one comes from the 1978 debut record from Kelly Willard called Blame It on the One I Love. And my feature track from Kelly is called Similes. Now in the liner notes of the album, she put the following definitions to help out the listener. Simile. It means a figure of speech in which one thing is likened to another. Boomer Sooner. Oklahoma University's theme song, referring to the land run of 1889 in which the land around the modern university was settled. And there's your history lesson today on Full Circle from the Oklahoma native Kelly Willard and similes.
Kelly Willard. Similes. Another song on this episode of our show where I'm featuring the year of 1978 in Jesus music. And if you'd like to hear more of Kelly's music and her own personal story, just go to my archives at www.fullcirclejesusmusic.com. Don't leave out the Jesus, fullcirclejesusmusic.com. You click on the playlist button to episode 220 and check out the eye-opening interview I did with Kelly. Helping her out on percussion on that track, another artist, well, we just had a chance to speak with, Alex McDougall, former member of Daniel Amos, uh, along with many other notable appearances. And now continue on with my retrospect of the year of 1978 with Honey Tree. Now this one comes from the album The Melodies in Me. Honey Tree wrote on the back of the album jacket, The Melodies in Me took shape slowly. Over the past two years, these songs, their arrangements, and the order in which they are presented all came together to form a unit in my mind. Kind of like what I do with each episode of Full Circle. She goes on, To hear the finished product is a tremendous experience after hearing it so long in my heart. This album tells the story of music in my life, how it began, how it affected me, and how it's become an expression of my inner life. It'll tell you a whole lot about Honey Tree if you listen to it as a whole. Well, in my view, that's pretty much a foreign concept to people born after 1985. One of the most regrettable negative side effects of the digital age is that Recorded music is primarily downloaded and consumed in the form of singles. Albums are not listened to as a whole, thereby rendering the term concept album completely meaningless to many younger music consumers. But the melodies in me was, as Nancy stated, designed with a flow in mind. In June of 1990, Nancy Henningbaum, known as Honeytree, married John Richard Miller, an ordained minister. And in 1995, the couple gave birth to their first child. However, he died less than three hours after birth. Her husband, J.R., was finally able to reunite with their child as he, too, passed into glory in late May of 2018. Looking back to 1978, Nancy Honeytree with one sweet word on Full Circle.
Honey Tree, with one sweet word, a full-throated defense of the Word of God, complete with a very active horn section. And this is the first time on Melodies and Me that you actually notice hearing an electric lead guitar, compliments of Alec McDougall's brother, Bo. And both Bo and Richard also lend their talents in my next song, from Terry Talbot, where I'm taking you back to where it all began. Now in the early 70s, Terry Talbot had been in a secular country rock band with his brother John Michael called Mason Prophet. And after both became Christians, they recorded an album entitled The Talbot Brothers. They both started to record separately after John Michael became a Franciscan monk. Now Terry's third solo was released as an album called A Time to Laugh, A Time to Sing. And one side was a live recording and well, the other side was a studio recording. And my feature song comes from the studio side, an upbeat number written by Annie Herring of the second chapter of Acts. Looking back to 1978, on the Sparrow Records label produced by Buck Herring, Terry Talbot, taking the time. And coming up, a great song from the folks who sang backup on this very number. Well, I'm taking the time Circle. Terry Talbot with taking the time on Full Circle and helping out on background vocals 
Matthew Ward and Annie Herring. Two-thirds of the second chapter of Acts. And it just so happens my next song is from the second chapter of Acts. It was a new chapter for the second chapter, a new label, a new theme, and a new, more polished sound. Their third studio release and first for the Sparrow Records label. This one explores the second coming of Jesus and eternal life with God as twin themes that run through this record like threads through a priceless tapestry. This feature song had an all-star rhythm section that included Bill Maxwell on drums, Abraham Laborio on bass, and Michael Omardian at the piano from the album that was in the number 48 spot in the top 100 Christian albums of the 1970s. The second chapter of Acts with Rainbows. The second chapter of Acts, with the song Rainbow, about God's promise to never again destroy the earth or its inhabitants by water. And it also gives an invitation for sinners to make Jesus their Lord and allow Him to wash their sins away as well. This is Jerry Bryant, and I'm taking you back 
to where it first began on Full Circle. I want to thank again those listeners who've really made a difference through their support of the radio show. Faithful folks who give monthly, and some only from time to time, as I continue to share the songs of the beginning of today's CCM. If you want to join us, simply go to www.fullcirclejesusmusic.com. That's fullcirclejesusmusic.com. All gifts are tax-exempt through Giving Fuel. And you'll never really know how much your giving makes the difference. Thanks. Oh, and one more thing. You can find our presence on Facebook under FullCircleJesusMusic.com. And if you send me your email address, you'll be the first to receive information from our Full Circle Jesus Music email blast. Send me your email and you're on the list. As I near the end of our look at the year of 1978, I'm making an exception and playing a song that actually came out in 1975. But most people didn't get to hear it until it was re-released in 1978. Now let me explain. In 1975, Mark Hurd came out with his first self-titled album. But after the first pressing of maybe only a thousand or so copies, the company went out of business. Fast forward to 1978. At this time, Mark had moved to California. He was working on Appalachian Melody, a project for Larry Norman's solid rock label. Now, In the meantime, Mark was able to get that album re-released on a Hollywood label called AB Records, who had a deal with Spring Hill Distributors, who were the major supplier of books and music to all the Christian bookstores in the country. With a different cover and a new title on the album, On Turning to Dust, the record found its way onto more turntables, much to the delight of those who happened upon it. Mark described the album as a collection of attitudes concerned with life in the framework of biblical Christianity. And so began the journey of Christian music's most poetic and insightful artist, and a legacy that would span 10-plus albums. With the notable influence of James Taylor, Mark Hurd, with Solid Rock, and coming up, another artist that received some guidance from the late Larry Norman on Full Circle with Jerry Bryant, where I'm taking you back to where it all began.
Solid Rock, from the late Mark Hurd, who came under the tutelage of Larry Norman early in his career. And we're going to close out the show with Steve Camp, who also received guidance from Larry Norman, although he never released an album on his Solid Rock label. He did, however, write one of the songs on his debut album with Larry, but actually signed to Murr Records, saying it with love released in 1978 and showing a mature songwriting ability far beyond his years. The event that most affected Steve's musical personality was the death of his father. Through this very personal experience of loss, Steve began to compose songs that were reflections of his own deepest feelings. It was after his father's death that he he wrote two of the songs on his debut album, Let Not Your Heart Be Troubled and Song for Mom. Steve would later go on to write and comment on some heavy theological topics. But this album was more down-to-earth and closer to where his heart was at the time. With a simple song, with a simple but everlasting message, here's Steve Camp, letting the listener know that God loves you. Oh, well, I'd like the chance to say God loves you. His grace Let the healing power Of His Spirit come upon you Till you're ready to meet the Father Face to face Like the chance to say How much God loves you His peace and joy alike no other known He will wrap you in the goodness of His loving arms I'd like to say Yes, I'd like to say I'd like the chance to say God loves you Steve Camp, closing out our look at the year of 1978, a year that was chock full of so many great albums. I couldn't feature them all in one show, so I'm going to have part two of this retrospective look at Jesus Music in 1978 on my next show. Thanks for listening. Until next time, keep your eyes to the sky and let your light shine. This is Jerry Bryant. Full Circle was recorded in the Jesus Solid Rock Studios in Nashville, Tennessee. 
written by Russell Baum and engineered by Jeff Kane. Full Circle is a JSR production. This is Full Circle.